52 weeks of casual anime reviews. We're not watching anything. We're not reviewing anything this week. Because you know what? We're going to shoot the shit about all the stuff that we've seen. And talk about what's to come. And what maybe we didn't get to talk about. Crack a cold one with us and hang out this week on Shonen and Suds. <laughs> For the 52nd time. Chris, let's try that again. Try that, Cody, one more time. Cody. There it is. That one picked up good. So I got. So I, I guess I got to tone it down, huh? Is that what you're saying? Is that I, I can't go full goof on this one? Yeah, I think you got to hit, like, you got to find the right spot, the sweet spot. The brown like note. <laughs> I've been hitting the brown note this whole time. That's what's going on. I was wondering why I was shitting my pants the last few weeks. <laughs> Something like that. But, uh, yeah, Chris, we are here for our special one-year celebration episode. Has it been a year that long? It's almost been a year. I think our first up. I, I don't know how time, how dates work every year, Chris. I don't either. But Not like, anymore. Did a week just get skipped or an extra week get added? Because this is episode 52 and it doesn't line up with, you know, I don't, I don't know how that all works. Yeah. Very but, interesting. That's We didn't we do did. like a double or skip a week or I don't know. You know, time, it's all a construct, man. No, I'll be looking at the stats the whole time, so we'll see if there's like a, you know, episode 41 just never showed up. You know? <laughs> Whoops. Or we have two episode 38, so wait a minute, wait a goddamn <laughs> minute, hold on. Something like that, but uh, but I am Cody Snodgrass, of course. And I am Chris Adams. Welcome once again to Shonen and Suds. And yeah, you may have noticed, uh, everyone listening, that uh, you didn't have any homework this week. You didn't have any show to watch. That's because we're just going to talk about pretty much everything that we have watched, Cody. This is just kind of a, you know, and we, we kind of hit on that every week when we're just kind of like, eh, you know, maybe this was harsher. You know, it's going to be hard to crack my top five um, as we get further removed from things. Even you were like, hey, I think this show's going to be, I think this one's going to be ranked, ranked a little higher. Maybe I was too harsh on something. You know, maybe you've gone back and watched something since then during this week off, essentially. Um, but yeah, man, I'm really excited for this one. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things I, I can't wait to dive into, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll get into all that. But uh, man, it's so different. We just don't have a we don't have a topic, Chris. We are just diving into this. This is fun. Yeah, we are. But Cody, you know, you know this. We we if we don't if we dive in too prematurely, our throats are gonna get sore, and we're just gonna be we're just gonna have dirt road mouth. And Cody, I don't like that. So I need to know what you drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the loudest crack we've had so far. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You blowing up firecrackers over there, bud? There's a lot of air in this can, I think. Because uh, the tab is pretty damn hard to crack, I'm not going to lie. But Chris, I have... <laughs> so I went on the search for the Natural Light Sour Seltzers. Uh-huh. Couldn't find them. Oh, no. That might involve some deep research. We might have to hit, you know, every, you know bottom seller liquor store I can find and just <laughs> try to figure out where those are at. But, oh, uh, no. so I, I, I live near a new Seven Eleven, Chris, and the selection mm-hmm. there is not the same as the old. Um, oh, brutal. Don't you hate that? Don't you hate when you're like switching stores and you're like, well, I've always gone to this one. Oh yeah. 100%. And I probably would have gone to the other one if I had a little bit more mm-hmm. time. Um, but regardless of all that nonsense, uh, I went with a... They didn't have any Anheuser-Busch product that I haven't had on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I went with just a Mike's Harder Lemonade. A hard choice, some might say. Yeah, it's like a Mike's Hard, but you know, it's a little harder. Uh, a little bit harder, just the way you like. A little 8% alcohol, so you know, it still gets the job done. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing really exciting. You know, one day I'll find the natural light sours, but uh, th- this will just yeah. have to do for now, Chris. Uh, but what yeah. about you, man? Well... Speaking of just kind of plain Jane and boring, which it's weird. We got, we're, we're doing our year review, but we chose possibly the most boring drinks on planet Earth. Um, so yesterday, we, my wife and I, it was our niece's fourth birthday party. So we just drove a couple hours away um, and they had it at like the clubhouse at their, uh, their apartment complex that they're staying in until their house is built. Oh, man. First off, I love apartment clubhouses. And that, oh, that's, dude. That's another story for another time, though. That's right. So we had that going on. It was like a pool party and everything, but there was just so much beer and so much food that, like, my brother-in-law was like, do you just want this case of Bud Light? It was just a 24-pack. He's like, I literally have nowhere to put it, and I know you'll drink it. And I said, you know me too well, so... Cody, I just became the proud papa of a free case of 24 Bud Lights. So I will, uh, today I am drinking just a good old-fashioned son-of-a-bitchin' dime-a-dozen meatin' potato duck-ass duck. Same thing I drank a couple weeks ago, Bud Light. Chris, you know you're not going to get a complaint out of me. <laughs> oh, I know. That's why I don't mind. Bud Light flows and, uh, through my veins here. So. <laughs> I-, I know it does. If you get too much blood in your Bud Light stream, you're, you'll probably get sick <laughs> something like that but uh yeah we're just enjoying some 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 regular old drinks Chris. nothing special here i almost thought about getting a bottle of champagne but and with the pop <laughs> yeah but i just got these two monitors and i don't know you know i've never popped a bottle of champagne i don't think officially like... uh, it, it is yes it is it is i promise you it will there you could hurt somebody if you aim it at them that's what i'm saying i got this brand new desk and i got like you know, I, the room's just starting to come together from the move, so, like, I don't want to damage anything quite yet. So. Yeah, you would have to, like, like, I, I'm pretty certain that if you if you popped it straight up, you could easily put, like, a divot in your ceiling. Those <laughs> things have velocity, like, some pure velocity behind them. Yeah, it might have to be, like, the pop I record outside. Yes, sh- yeah, 100%. Like, take your rig over, like, your microphone over to, like, a window, open the window, and just pop it out the window. Shoot it. Let that, bi- let that bitch fly into the sky. It'll yeah. it'll probably orbit Earth. Yeah, just take out one of the neighbors with the, with the cork. <laughs> you just see, like, a bald eagle fly out of the sky. <laughs> oh, man. But, Chris, oh. I am ready to... I, Chris, I got some numbers here for us. If if you're Cody, ready I, I love stats. You know, it's, it's a tale of the tape, right? I, I want you to get us ready... You know, this is like the prudential, like pregame report. Like we're we're the NBA on TNT. Show it. Tell us what's up. All right, Chris. Well, or we'll start with the monthly uh, downloads. And these you got to take these these uh, stats with a grain mm-hmm. of salt here because I found sure, out sure, sure. found out podcasting stats aren't the most accurate. Um, but you know, we we still like to look at them. So, Chris, our yeah, n- absolutely our number one month, the most downloads we've had. Believe it or not, Chris, was actually last month. It was June. Really? I think Promise Neverland might have had had a hand in that for sure. Um, well, I can definitely believe that. But yeah, that was our number one month. Now, Chris, if you had to guess, what would you think would be our number one episode we've done? 
Uh, well, I mean, you definitely raise an interesting point with Promise Neverland. So if it's not that one, I might have to go with. Um, I'll give you a hint. I might have. It to... isn't. It is not Promise Neverland. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Cowboy Bebop. You're correct, Chris. It is actually the Real Folk Blues Cowboy Bebop Part Two. Oh man, Chris, this episode—I don't know why—but it has. Well, let me do the let me do a quick number crunch here. It has 50 oh. episodes higher. Download fifty downloads higher than the next than the next episode. Like this thing. Oh well, damn. And like this is when we still had the shitty audio. I had my bad microphone that was recording literally everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how to edit. Um, not that I have any idea how to edit now, but. <laughs> but back then you had less of an idea. Yeah, so we were very happy to see, you know, Cowboy Bebop, and that's kind of be gonna be like a decent segue here because that's actually the first yeah. show that we covered on the podcast. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, I and I, so I think that's smart to just let's just dive right into the shows, man. Let's just talk about our rankings and where we put everything. Because Cody, uh, not to cut you off, but like, you know, Cowboy Bebop was the first, so it, it hung up there at number one for actually quite a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, for you more than me, because I think Death Note passed it on mine. But oh yeah, that's it's, true. I mean, it, it's still a top three. I think top three. Let me pull up. I got to pull up my list here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine is actually scoot on mine. Mine has actually scooted out of the top three, and that's, you know, I don't, I've said this on the, on a few episodes, Cody, and I sincerely mean it. Like for the longest time, like I've just been a very, very fair weather, casual anime fan. Like, like until we started this podcast, I hadn't really watched much. I mean, My Hero Academia. I'd watched uh, Attack on Titan. Um. Castlevania, little you know, little things like that. Mm-hmm. But basically, I probably hadn't watched an anime. I mean, when I say like, I guess before I started watching all of that within the last like maybe couple years, I probably hadn't watched an episode of anime, and probably since like the last time I watched Metropolis, which was like what two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, or something like that. So we're close. We're talking about almost a decade and basically my knowledge of anime and recommendation level of anime kind of stopped after like full metal alchemist and you know a lot of the stuff that i had watched in my early 20s so i said all that to say this cowboy bebop until i started doing this podcast probably would have stayed on my number one or number two you know my hero academia notwithstanding would probably still be there honestly but i feel like things have gone things you know i i I don't not to sound like a constant like always you know things were better in my day but we've come across some that i've that i've watched recently that are like man this is way better than cowboy bebop and not to mention i think bebop might not be as great as i remember sacrilege i know really yeah that's, that's go ahead. Chris, I'm looking mm-hmm. at our rankings and I'm realizing that both of our lists, I have two number twos on my list and you ha- I have put two number ones on your list, though. So. Oh, yeah? Those, well, lists, just slide th- those lists I might have sent you earlier might have been a little... Uh, more that's conf- okay. More confusing than we thought. But yeah, Cowboy Bebop, I think, was a great place mm-hmm. for us to start the podcast on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, but, I mean, mine looks good. The list you sent me looks 100% correct. So There's not two ones at the top? Well, I've got two ones, but everything else is the same. I mean, I can just shift it all down one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's... Either yeah, way. It's not... Yeah, there's nothing... Yeah, the, the order is still correct. Okay, cool. 
Alright. But yeah, like I was saying, I think Cowboy Bebop was a great spot to start off on, which I know, I think you suggested in like our, our pilot episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, can't talk about Cowboy Bebop without talking about Knocking on Heaven's Door, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure sat at the top of both of our lists for quite a while. Yeah, well, because I think it's still a very, very solid movie, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I would honestly say, and I still stand behind this, you know, even though I don't, maybe I don't think of Bebop as fondly now that I'm a little bit more, I've watched it more recently and I'm a little bit more detached from it. I still think the characters are timeless and Knocking on Heaven's Door is a fantastic movie from start to finish. Like it's, it's just great on its own merits. Absolutely. Yeah. If they wanted to re- make another Cowboy Bebop animated film, I'd be all in for it. Like, mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Just like just because that movie has amazing, it's got an amazing soundtrack. Like the intro to that is still one of my all-time favorite movie intros. Um, the I mean, obviously the voice acting is top notch because we're still again. This is the time when voice acting was becoming a lot more serious for anime. And great villain, great plot, great pacing. It's one that even at this point, if you're listening to us and you haven't watched it, you need to just press stop. And download it, buy it, whatever it is you have to do. It's down, you know, download it illegally. Whatever it is you need to do, watch this movie. Couldn't agree more, Chris. Now, of course, after Cowboy Bebop, we then got around to Afro Samurai, mm-hmm. which for me, I mean, I've seen it so many times. Um, but definitely, the thing that caused this to be kind of low on my list is just the ending when we get to the end mm-hmm. when he's when Afro's fighting. Boy, I'm not going to remember that villain, but he's awesome. Oh, Justice. Justice, thank you. Yeah. Um, but, like, when there's all the other headbands, and, like, then it's like, well, I thought there was just the number one and the number two headband, and it kind of, like, kind of dampered the mood of the show, in my opinion. There were a lot of headbands. There was a whole lot. Way too many headbands. Um, but overall, the show was good. Obviously, we have supreme voice acting, once again. Mm-hmm. Very cool animation, yeah. very cool, like, sort of, like cyberpunk slash samurai um kind of style yeah it was neat and of course you got like that was you know again we're talking early 2000s here and we're getting like a-list celebrity like a-list like north american celebrities doing you know something that's not like a disney film or a pixar film or you know or a dreamworks animated movie right so we're getting something that has just a little bit more star power and you know, and of course you get a soundtrack created by the RZA. So like, it's really, this is one of those shows that was very much like a culture movement, like showing just how important, you know, what, what the Western audiences do think of anime and how like, you know, we can tell good stories on this side. We can create a good presentation on this side for that art form. Like, I, I feel like after, you know, as much as I enjoyed it more than it, it did start slowly declining each week as we started watching more shows. But Afro Samurai was in that same group like Cowboy Bebop and Full Metal Alchemist where I had watched these shows when they came out. And I was like, it doesn't get much better than this. Um, but I agree. I think the ending of Afro Samurai was just complete, complete garbage. Complete garbage. Um, but it was so good up to that point. Yeah, even like the last fight scene is kind of weird. Um yeah. But all in all, I still I still can enjoy it. I can still sit down and spend two hours and watch the whole series. Um, yes, absolutely. However, what I cannot enjoy, Chris, is the Afro Samurai Resurrection film. Um, God, fuck that. It's so bad. It is. Really 
Um, not much really to say about it. They just invent new characters, and then Afro gets struck by lightning and comes back to life. And yeah, I, I don't. I just don't think this story needed to be told. Like, you know, I'm. I'm very much. You know, I've said this before, and we'll talk about this more throughout as we start getting into other shows and movies. Like, I don't need to be spoon-fed every piece of information. As much as I didn't like the ending of Afro Samurai, I thought it left us in a good spot. Like, it left us where it left us where we needed to be left. Like, I don't need to know he's got the number one headband, plus all the other ones that came out of fucking nowhere. But I don't need to know more. Yep. It was a revenge story. He got revenge. You know, we kind of get this really cool scene at the end where he's like face to face with um with his childhood friend. I cannot remember his name. The guy with the teddy bear head. Yeah, Euro. I think it's. Yeah, like let let us speculate whether they're going to fight or not, or just give us that really cool image at the end. I didn't need to see more, and you can definitely tell just by looking at this movie that I don't think they had anything left in the tank. It just oh, wasn't good. Absolutely not. Yeah, they're inventing. New new characters. They're doing all kinds of things. Headbands are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't matter. None of this matters. Um, and then, of course, we got to my favorite anime. Uh, that being Death mm-hmm. Note. Uh, our longest anime up until this point. Um, obviously, it's my favorite. I have really nothing bad to say about the anime outside of maybe like the last eleven episodes are a little, a little subpar. Um, and a little strange, like when L was like. Rubbing lights, feet, you know, that, that got a little questionable. But uh, mm-hmm. all in all, it's still at the top of my list. It's not going anywhere yet. Um, but w- w- what are your takeaways from Death Note, Chris? Um, I I loved, I absolutely loved the first half. Like this was one that I had heard of, but I just I didn't have any interest in watching it. And then you were just like, no, keep giving it, keep giving it a try. Like just you'll you'll like it. Um, I um. I really like the detective story. I love this whole murder mystery, how like our, it had a very kind of almost like dexterish kind of vibe, you know, like our main character is the vill is the villain, but you also kind of want to root for him because he's taken out the trash essentially. But I do, um, I think it maybe ran a little long. I think kind of the middle arc there wasn't great. Um, I, I think, yeah, I, th- I think coming down the home stretch, it got a little long in the tooth, and I think they started to run out of steam. But that, that first half, all the way up through with, um, um, God, what's the, the, not, uh, L? Is that his name? L? Yep, with L. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, up until the point where, like, he gets killed, I think is fantastic. Yeah. But I think, I feel like that that's where. Maybe they were like, maybe they had kind of had the story like really, like, you know, a lot of times when people write stories, man, they have like this, they have a certain portion of it in mind. And, I, and that's what this felt like to me. Like they had the story up until they killed L and it was just like, oh, I guess we got to make some shit up. Right. Like to me, that's just kind of how it felt because like, I felt like the quality just was really, really on the decline after, after like that mystery was revealed and he had found out what was going on. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and then Nier coming up with like just looks around at a TV screen. He's like, "That's the second Kira." And it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, like it just felt very kind of kind of hammy. You know what I mean? I think if that part could have got like, I don't know, maybe if that part got its own like twenty episodes, maybe they could like mm-hmm. flesh it out a little bit better. But it just seemed like a joke. Nier was just like, "Oh, that's second Kira. That's Kira." Yep. This person had the notebook, forgot it. You know, it just got a, a little a little. 
long-winded. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I still love it, of course. Um, and then, Chris, we got to our first live-action film, that, of course, being the Netflix Death Note film. Yeah. And it was fine. It was fine, I think. Yeah. I think the anime was a hard act to follow, and I think they could easily tell a story like this, Cody, but, like, this is one of those stories that, like, you don't necessarily have to try to mimic the pace of the anime. Just the concept of the Death Note, you can create. So, like, they didn't have to... And I, and I get it, because sometimes there's those fucking fans out there, man, that, like, everything has to be... Oh, they, they this is, like, like perfect example. The Resident Evil games. People, there was those fans that were like, I need this movie to be based on the game. Meh. Base it on the thing I like and I know. You yep. can take this, this world and really open it up. They could have given us a different demon, uh, you know, a different character, and just they could have done a lot with it. Because I think the world and the concept is so good. Right, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. It got a little... Yeah, they toward, didn't do it. Yeah, towards the end when, like, Watery went back to the Whammy house and, like... Yeah. They were just... I mean, you had L chasing Light for the 15-minute chase scene, which probably could have been... Yeah. You no, know, very limited down. He also did the, the bullshit where he just, like, walks in a cafe and he's like, I think you're the you're Kira. Like, okay. Well, I think you're full of shit. Up, 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 up. But I think there were some, like, fun twists, like how, like... Uh, Mia, because she wasn't Misa in the shit in that she was Mia. Mm-hmm. Um, but how she was like super evil was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, you know, just some different twists, like how Light, you know, Light's mother was killed. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't have like Sayu, his sister. Uh, his fa- his relationship with his father was a lot more uh, like stressful, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so it had it had some moments. Um, and I do think the ending sequence is pretty cool with how he like. Mm-hmm wrote the longest death note of all time. In there. Um, oh, of course. Yeah, all in all, it's, it's a fun little flick. I, I definitely will watch it again uh, sometime yeah. in the future. Um, definitely great just... background noise. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of background noise that isn't so great, well, you know, I'll be a little easier on this because this is season one, Chris. And one, of course, mm-hmm. talking about Seven Deadly Sins. So that, that, that's, when we, uh, that's when we went down this, uh, this rabbit hole, huh? That is. This was the good part of the rabbit hole. You know, this is when they had a good yeah. story going. They had, you know, it, it was a fun little adventure. It felt like an RPG almost. Yes. And I'm glad you said that because you know, I'm a big fan of fantasy animes. Record of Lotus War for me is probably the pinnacle of that style. And I loved, absolutely loved season one of Seven Deadly Sins. And I was like, okay. This is really, really solid. I'm looking forward to watching this. I was like, I may have found like another just upstanding quality fantasy anime. And I'm talking like pure fantasy. Like there, there's no, there's no kind of like steampunky. There's no lasers. There's nothing like this is pure like dragons and kings and armor and knights and wizards and warlocks. Like this is like high fantasy. And man, season one fucking delivers. But Cody, we get to the top of that roller coaster. <laughs> and like, we were bracing our, like, we're just excited. Oh, here it comes. And boy, Cody, it drops us and it just doesn't stop. Yeah. And I, I guess we could just talk about Seven Deadly Sins as kind of a whole. Yeah, just the whole goddamn thing. Because it, think... uh, 
it started pretty high on my list, and now it is fucking, it is scraping near the bottom. It's honestly, Cody, the only reason it's not at the bottom is because season one is worth having it like three places higher. Yeah, it's definitely going to be something that gets moved on my list, um, but we'll get to the, the ranking rearranging towards the end here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, season one was good. That little four-episode season two was cool because you got like mm-hmm. the Bond and Meliodas fight. Yep. Um, and then the official season two, we called it season three here, mm-hmm. um, was good. That's when it was okay. We had Escanor there. Um, mm-hmm. And then you had... Escanor's the only highlight of the second half of the show. Yeah, and then you had season four, which is the the kind of notorious one um, for the bad animation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's season three or four. Everybody calls it something different. No, it's the something. one with the shitty animation, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, we all, <laughs> or, we all know that one. And like Meliodas' weird motives. And then, of course, and you know, we'll talk about the movie here in a second. Um, we'll just say Do the we movie. we have to? No, we don't. The movie's just terrible. Horrible movie. Uh, if you want to fall asleep, put Prisoners of the Sky on. Um, and Out course, like a light. Our more the most recent season, which we talked about, was it last week? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was last week. It just it started off decent, and it just I don't know. I just I'm just ready for it to be over, man. I yeah, want... and I think, and I, I I don't blame it. I blame the four seasons that preceded it, or the three seasons that preceded it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um. Because, like, at the, at the beginning, I was like, oh, man, when are they going to meet the next Sin? You know, like, it's all, like, super exciting. And then, like, mm-hmm. it kind of does... I hate to bring up Fast and the Furious as much as we talk about it here. Uh, but, like, it does this the Fast and the Furious thing where it's like, this is, like, our arch rival. And now he's part of the family. Like, why are we friends with Hendrickson and Dreyfus and, like... And fucking, yeah, it, none of Hill it makes Thunder sense, and dude. Jericho and Gila. It's like... You guys are all villains. You guys were all villains. All the archangels are all teammates now. It's like, like it's like basically the the it's basically the 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 twenty the the seventeen commandments or the the seventeen <laughs> deadly sins, however you want to call it. Yeah, it's just like, like no one has a backbone in the show. They all like like even all the commandments like started off evil, and then they're like, mm-hmm. actually, you know what? We're gonna train you guys. And it's like, what? How? Why? <laughs> what? You guys didn't wake up for three thousand years or three thousand years later and come to train our team here to beat the rest of you. Yep, and it's a shame, right? Because like the first season of the show, you kind of get this great like framed kind of mystery, like oh man, the seven deadly sins are outlaws, and you know, and like the you kind of get this this swerve where it's like all oh, the Ten Commandments are the heroes, and the seven deadly sins are the villains, and the seven deadly sins are basically like fallen members of the king's guard and like you know they've they've betrayed the people you know and all that jazz yada 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 but then it's like that whole concept just goes to absolute horseshit and it just doesn't stop yeah and like we get some good backstory where it's like oh you find out they were like they didn't actually kill like the the king or whatever it was at the time and like Mm -hmm. and then you get like shitty backstory where it's like oh so-and-so was raised by this guy for five episodes and i was like it's like Ugh. how about we fight the ten commandments and end this thing <laughs> yeah put this fucking baby to bed now Got places it, to go people to see god damn it now granted in between watching seven deadly sins we took a few breaks uh one mm-hmm. of those breaks was for my neighbor totoro uh, our first yeah. studio ghibli film um which still sits at the top of my of my movie ranking at the moment um just just a beloved classic 
Um, it is great. Really, the only thing I could say bad about it is, <laughs> come out, come out wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's my that's the only like gripe I have about the show. It's just yeah, and it's a it's a small gripe, you know, a small gripe to gripe. It's more of like when I used to, so I used to put on Studio Ghibli to fall asleep to. Um, mm-hmm. And between the Totoro song at the beginning, which is still Totoro, a good, <laughs> which is still a fun song, but then like when that ends and the movie starts and they're like looking for the dust bunnies and they just keep saying, mm-hmm. "Come out, come out, wherever you are," like it, it, that will ruin a good sleep in a moment. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, absolutely my favorite movie that we've watched this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And then another. I mean, Oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, um, it's it's not my number one Ghibli movie. I've actually had a cu- uh, I've only, well, actually, I've had one top that one, but that's just because it's. I think, um, uh, and we'll we'll get to that one probably very soon. And of course, uh, I'm talking Grave of the Fireflies. Um, and I'll 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 dive into that one. But other than that one, the it is still my top Ghibli movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, let's see, where do we go after that? Also, during our Seven Deadly Sins nonsense, mm-hmm. we covered uh. One of your one of your classic favorites, Chris, and that was Eight Man After. Yeah. And this one, I it's pretty high on my list. I, it's going to drop a little bit lower uh, today, not mm-hmm. because of any fault of its own. It's just the stuff below it, I think, is just a little bit better, and I think I was maybe a little too harsh on some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Eight Man After was great. Uh, for an for an older show, I think at this time it was might have been the oldest one we watched. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was my first. Uh, and what what I like about that one, Cody, that was like my first chance to be like. Hey man, this is the ant. Like when I was young, this is some of my early exposure. So I thought it was really cool. Um, because like we we got what like you know a twelve year age difference. So like I would you weren't even alive yet when I was discovering anime, right? So that's kind of a neat thing for me to be like, hey man, when whatever age you were when you discovered anime, you had a show that was like, oh man, this is awesome. Well, let me show you one of the things that I saw that made me have that same reaction, you know? So it was kind of, it was really cool in that regard to show you something like the fact that you liked it and it was like, it still holds up. I think it's still a very good movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely one of, one of my favorites for sure. Um, definitely caught me by surprise when, whenever I first like saw the trailer, I was like, I don't know, this looks kind of like, it just looked old, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, but no, you get into it. It's actually pretty good. And it got me more interested in like the original series, which I know is, Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to find. Um, yep. at least like a good copy of like, I mean, yeah, it I is old. The original it series, I believe was like 65 and somewhere yeah. in like the mid sixties. Uh, mm-hmm. which I mean, like I own Astro boy on DVD and I mean, <laughs> you want to mm-hmm. talk about some rough quality, Chris? <laughs> um, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, but yeah, absolutely. Enjoyed eight man after. Um, and then we got to the one that I was, we were, we were pretty harsh on this one, Chris. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. Samurai Shampoo. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the reason we have a one-star review on iTunes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> if, if I could put place my money on anything, I would say it's how harsh we were on this show. Um, oh, man. Do we know who wrote that review? Do we know who did it? Oh, no. It was just a single one-star. They didn't say anything. Oh, no, no, no blurb? No nothing? No blurb. I was hoping. You Damn, know. coward. You fucking coward. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, and I think I, it might move up a little bit on my list mm-hmm. um the more i think about it i do like mm-hmm. the characters i i just wish that we had a little more plot other than looking for the the man with the mm-hmm. sunflower whatever 
Yeah, and I, I think this is this is a perfect example of one of those animes that it's like, it looks cool. Like clips of this show look really cool, right? This is the show you make it. You make an AMV out of. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I, I think this. I still think the story's paper thin. Um, while it is really cool to look at, um, and obviously has a monster soundtrack. I think the soundtrack alone is what's keeping it from like you know it, it's a little bit lower, but. But it, it, again, this is one that I don't have scraping the bottom just because it has an amazing soundtrack. But I learned something, Cody. During this time, I I don't think I really give a shit about like samurai animes anymore. Yeah, and I remember you mentioning that when we did the episode. Um, yeah, well, I, I, just... I I think I can deal with them. I I just they just need a you know I need a more plot. That's all I need. I yeah. mean, the show had great characters, great voice acting, mm-hmm. great soundtrack. Um, I think going with, I can't think of the Spike Spiegel's voice actor's name, um, mm-hmm. but having him and Mugen be the same voice actor, I think, was a misplay. Yeah. Because um, I mean, it's it, always going to be in Bebop's shadow, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, but, you know, it's still a, a good show. Uh, I definitely this is, I was way harsher on this than some of the other things that I said I was going to be harsh on, and I kind of mm-hmm. took it easy on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was. It, I'm glad we watched it. I'm glad we covered it. I actually want to cover. Is it Space Dandy? That's the, their show by this creator. Yes. Um, yep. that, that's uh, there's Space Dandy, and then like um, because I want to say that's in the same universe. But then there was also like of that same crop that came out around that time. The other one I think was like Outlaw Star. Okay, came I, out around that same time. Yeah, I, but I think Space Dandy is the one that's in the same universe as Bebop and all that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one was the same, the exact same like director or producer. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely two shows that I'd like to cover, you know, in the future. Not to jump too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, um, well, because I know the uh, the Bebop because apparently the Bebop fridge is a thing in Space Dandy or something, you know. Yeah, or yeah, the Space Dandy. Yeah, one of the two get. I forgot about the Bebop fridge thing. Yeah, the the fucking Bebop fridge, baby. That's one of the best episodes. Classic. Um, and speaking of classics, Chris, we then we watched at at this time. This was your favorite animated film, I believe, of all time, which is Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Man, what Fuck, a man! That is great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely great. I think that is what's going to be moving Eight Man after a little bit lower because I think I put Metropolis just a tad too low. Um, mm-hmm. and it's my it's actually my number two. Um. Only because I have a uh, Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust over top of it, but uh, either one of those two movies, like Metropolis, is just a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah, absolutely. Get the get the Ray. Is it Ray Charles at the end? No, oh, the old Ray Charles, baby. The I can't stop loving you. That's my right. favorite uh, Ray Charles song, which he also wrote, won a country Grammy for. Get that. Um, yeah, his country music Grammy, and, and nobody lit it on fire either. But um, one of the coolest animated scenes also while that song's playing and like the whole building's exploding. Mm-hmm. Ab- absolutely- and I can't say enough, Cody. This movie in theaters was like you ever just stare at something and remember? Remember as a kid when you saw fireworks the first time? Mm-hmm. That's how it was for me watching Metropolis in theaters. Just the color because it, it's very colorful. Like the 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 reds are bright. Like the all the like all of the like brighter like pastel colors you know your blues your baby blues your your reds your pinks like all of these like all of these colors just pop 
and and then even when they get to like the more richer colors like the golds the, like the, these things like the golds the yellows the like the, the blacks like these very rich deep colors they just explode on the screen and i remember seeing this in theaters as a uh, you know i'm in my early 20s i'm like what 22 23 years old and i'm like sitting forward in my seat mouth open like i'm not blinking just staring at the movie theater screen like i just couldn't fucking believe what i was watching wild yeah yeah absolutely and i think this was the first show i actually just straight up purchased i didn't actually mm -hmm. belongs I... in every collection yeah i remember i picked it up on dvd um and yeah, I mean, just fantastic movie. I, I definitely throw it on from time to time. Um, mm -hmm. And then, Chris, we got to the one that I really don't remember. <laughs> and I'm mm -hmm. talking, of course, I'm talking about Blood of Zeus. Um, I know we nominated this with Castlevania, and we were kind of a little disappointed that Castlevania mm -hmm. didn't win because it's kind of, you know, Castlevania came first and then Blood of Zeus happened. Yep. But man, I don't remember much about Blood of Zeus. Well, what if I told you that it's pretty forgettable yeah like and that's weird because like it had the cool you know the castlevania style of animation mm -hmm. but i just don't i don't remember i remember he got the sword <laughs> and i yeah, remember I, I, zeus's I wife you. being mad at him hera or is it hera or who's Zeus's wife? sure one yeah of, uh, one of those wives athena yeah, hera, sure athena. I, it's one of them dude i just don't remember this show um yeah and it, it's not because it Maybe it was bad. Maybe it's just forgettable. Uh, maybe it was had to be in between Metropolis and Castlevania. Like, uh, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think part of it is is it actually is kind of forgettable. That, and that's I don't mean that like in a snarky, mean spirited way. I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, I think it's a I think it's a solid show, but I think it just it fell victim to being uh you know second fiddle to Castlevania. Absolutely. Which of course is our next show. Um, obviously one of our, one of our favorites. I know currently it's number two on your list. Currently it's number mm -hmm. four on my list. I mean, and I did a I, pretty perfect show. Yeah, and this was one that I remember watching season one when it first the day it came out, and I've never even mm -hmm. played this before. I'd even I'd only played like Castlevania one and two, mm -hmm. um, on like my, my uh, what is that thing called my NES Classic. Yeah. Um, but I remember I got to episode four, finished episode four, and I was like, I thought it was episode five, and it was just episode one again, and I was like, wait, that's it? It's like the, mm -hmm. the, the biggest Netflix, like, teaser of all time. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And then season two, obviously, probably one of the greatest seasons of anime ever. Top shelf. Season two. Is absolutely top shelf. Gasoline. Um, season three. Continues that. Unfortunately, we don't have Dracula there, but we got Isaac, you know. Mm, yep, we're introduced to Isaac and Hector, who are from, like, the PlayStation 2 games, which is really cool that they kind of, you know, kind of put this uh, this storyline together based on, you know, the, the Castlevania 3 and the uh, PlayStation 1. So it was really cool to see them put that all together. Yeah, absolutely, because there's a lot of crossovers there. You know, it's just, I can't wait to see where the new series goes. Um, I guess we can kind of touch on Castlevania, like, season four as well here. Just kind of talk about the whole show in general. Yeah, season four absolutely. Was, season four was, was good, too. Um, I don't think it topped season two, unfortunately for me. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, awesome fight scenes, like, with him fighting death at the end and, like, the suspense mm -hmm. at the ending. Like, 
Wait, what happened? Where, where's Trevor? Where's Trevor? You know, just awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, really... I don't know, man. It was it was pretty perfect. Yeah, I can't. Uh, the, whole, the whole show from start to finish was pretty perfect. Yeah, the only thing I could ask for would be more of it. Like, <laughs> which of course we are getting a new series, you know, somewhere down the road. I know it was announced at was it Netflix, like Geek Week or something, whatever it was called. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait. That'll be an instant coverage on here. We won't need a, no poll required for that one. As soon as that drops, yeah, absolutely. We are we are uh, recording the episode. <laughs> yeah, um, no, absolutely. Completely then, worth. And then Chris, we got to the saddest movie of all time. <laughs> Rave of the Fire. Yeah, and that's actually my top-rated Ghibli movie. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of I'm a big history buff, man. And I'm like, more you know, the older you get, you just kind of gravitate towards World War II history, um, because you just wonder how this world was so fucked up back then and how it's just as fucked up still now. <laughs> but you get this really, really sad story that's so steeped in reality, and you got to understand, which is kind of a funny. Kind of a funny, I don't want to say funny, but um, like it, this, the incident that this movie's based on, like, changed. Not only did it change the world, it changed the country that was. I don't want to. I don't want to use the word victim, but also yes, victim to it, right? Um, we're talking about you know the the hydrogen bomb, the the nuclear bomb being dropped to end a war. Not just once, but twice, because Jap- Japan did not surrender after the first one. And we're, what we got to see was a very intimate look at, you know, children that were displaced from their family who died in these results. Like, there was, the civilian casualties were through the roof. So, you know, we got this, we, we basically, for in a very crude way to put it, we got to watch two kids starve to death for an hour and a half. And that's sad. But it was the, it was the reality of the situation, which what I was saying was the the weird comparison there is because of like the way you know what am I trying I'm trying to think of my right way right way to word this but like Godzilla like those movies were created as kind of like symbol symbolic of the atomic bombs being dropped on Japan because you know what they essentially got was a gigantic creature in the sea that just came and laid waste to their cities. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's another story for another time. But, like, this this moment was so impactful in history. And it was really, really neat to see this, this kind of intimate, hyper-focused look on just some citizens who were there. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely a very eye-opening experience. Um, mm-hmm. And definitely, like... The... Like the number one suggestion that I want people to watch, but I don't want them like, you know, it's like it, it, it's, it's so sad. It's, it's a hard so watch. good, but it's so sad. Yeah, um, yeah. And then of course, after Grave of the Fireflies, we got to uh, uh, a kind of an easy watch. Um, mm-hmm. That being, we, we we needed something. We needed something to to really just bring, put some oxygen back in the room. Yeah, and that of course being Demon City Shinjuku. Um, mm-hmm. Not my favorite movie. Um, didn't age well. It really didn't. This was, uh, you know, because this came out at the same time that like Eight Man, the original Vampire Hunter D, did. A lot of those movies did not age well. I think, truthfully, all the ones we've watched, I think Eight Man After is such a step above everything else because the other ones we've watched so far have not aged all that well. 
yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, pretty forgettable, kind of like, okay, this is your bad guy, he killed your dad, storyline. Um, Which the intro to that movie is, like, the best part. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and then, like, it started, it introduced that one character at the end, or towards the end, who was kind of like, oh, this guy's kind of interesting, and then it's like, oh, but he doesn't actually affect anything that's happening here. And like, I don't know. If Not he, a lick. I think he... I, I don't know if they have any more animation from Demon City. Um, mm-hmm. I know the manga continues. Um, so I'm sure he has like a bigger part in that, but it's like one of those things where, mm-hmm. I mean, I got this is what I got to, this was what was presented in front of me, and I watched it, and I, mm-hmm. it kind of left more questions about that character. I can't even remember his name, unfortunately. Um, oh, yeah. But I mean, you could see the ending coming from a mile away. Like, you know, everything's going to be okay. He's going to beat this clown, save the town. Mr. And Mr. Krabs. That's right, Chris. Um, and then we got to Helsing. And then, of course, we got to talk about these two in very different lights, because the original Helsing was... Uh, I, I won't say bad. Um, it actually definitely had some like some highlight moments that I wish were in Helsing Ultimate, like the general dude, who was like awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had some, some cool episodes. We still got to meet like our, a lot of the main characters from... The original Helsing, but we didn't get nearly the amount of like depth to the characters, nearly the amount of backstory. Um, mm-hmm. And no, I, I mean, we did get one pretty damn good outro. <laughs> oh, shine! Oh, smile, smile! Oh, I think it is shine. I think it's shine, shine by okay. shine by Mister Big. Um, <laughs> Any, ch- any chance I get to fucking let the pipes rip on that one, I will. But I agree with you. I think this one, and I, I don't, I don't think I realized how not great this one was until I watched Helsing Ultimate. Um, and I say that because, like, this was very much like the um, a perfect example. Of this was like Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but it's it's the same but very different because. Even a regular Full Metal Alchemist is still very, very good. Mm-hmm. I think the gap between this one and Helsing Ultimate is pretty large. Yeah, but I still like. I think the characters are still represented very well. Like obviously, Paladin Anderson is my favorite character in the show. He's still done very well. But again, it just pisses you off. Like you like this show, like straight up, you like this show until you watch Ultimate, and you're like, what was I doing with my life not watching this shit? You know what I mean? Absolutely. And the episodes were like, pretty, they were like, anywhere from like 40 minutes to like an hour and 10 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, way more backstory on Integra, Alucard, I mean, literally mm-hmm. every character got more backstory. And you still yes. got like, was it the Valentine Brothers is what their name was? Oh, uh, the Valentine Brothers, yeah. Valentine Brothers, yeah. I'm trying to remember all the... And, like, all the backstory with, like, Walter and, like, the prequel mm-hmm. episode. Dude, everything about Sign Helsing. Sign me up, right? Yeah. The, the fucking crazy, like, Nazi general with his vampire army. Mm-hmm. So good. It was literally yeah. so good. Um, And it still sits... Unfortunately, like, towards the end here, we kind of started watching way too many good shows. Um, So it kind of faltered... It, Dropped a little bit on the list, um, but definitely something I will continue to watch for years to come. Uh, mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And then, of course, after that, we went back to a nice, lighthearted, whimsical journey of being Ponyo. Um, yes. One of the more, I'd say, underrated uh, Studio Ghibli films 
Um, mm-hmm. But I, I still enjoy it. It might be the worst out of the three we've covered so far. Oh, definitely. This one's a lot, a little bit more. Um, what am I trying to say? Just a little more cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once again, still had fantastic animation, fantastic voice oh, yeah, acting. Absolutely. Our boy Liam Neeson. We had Matt Damon in there. Matt uh, Damon. Yeah, I'm forgetting some others, but uh, just just a fun little journey. Um, and <laughs> that was our break from the vampire anime. Finally, we. We yeah, we to... definitely needed a break because we were we were coming down the home stretch on a lot of those. And then Chris, I would say we probably have the most shocking anime next, that being Japan Sinks twenty twenty. Oh my god, dude, so good. It was really shocking until it got predicted. Um Yes, I can say that. But until the point where like you knew a character was gonna die every fucking episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like when I mean we we've talked about this moment in, in full detail many times but when the dad hits that landmine thing oh my god and like wow and like the sh- oh, dude. <laughs> what a crazy i mean i've never that was jaw dropping i think the sh- i i at least dropped jaw like th- three times mid show <laughs> like mm-hmm. hit the floor like couldn't believe what i was watching um and like a super unique style of animation mm-hmm. uh i <laughs> Really can't say anything like bad about it until it gets very predictable. Like it's like characters are just sacrificing themselves for like nothing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, no, absolutely. But all in all, very enjoyable. Uh, definitely like the surprise hit for me. I had never heard anything about it. Mm-hmm. It was one of those nominations where I didn't do. Like I mean, we've done it plenty of times on the show, but like where we kind of pick shows as while we're like trying to get through the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I just saw it on Netflix and threw it on the list, and boom. Um, the rest is history. That's right. And then, Chris, of course, we got to the, probably one of the more, probably the most popular show we've covered, um, a more recent show we've covered, uh, and that being My Hero Academia. Yes, absolutely. Um, one of my favorites, like, My Hero Academia was kind of the show that, got me back into anime if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um it was one of those things where my friends were all watching it and they were like hey man you know you like comic books you like superheroes you will like this and i i watched like the first scene in the first episode like three times i was like i don't want to watch this shit like i don't like this anime style i don't like the way this looks um and again keep in mind I was still very, very jaded, and I was like, I don't want to watch anything. I'm a grumpy old man. Old man yells at new anime. You know what I mean? Um, But then I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. Um, And then I just, I, I, it was like the third, probably the fourth time, and I was like, okay. And then I got like another two minutes in, and I was like, I can't, I was mad at myself after that. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe I didn't just hang in there for 120 seconds. I was there. I could have done it. And I haven't looked back since. So, like, I just I just absolutely fell in love with the show and am still in love with it. Now, granted, I haven't watched much of season five. I'm waiting for them to get a I want to be able to binge it. That's kind of how I do with shows that I really, really like. I have a real hard time. And that's what kills me about, like, modern shows that I like now, like all the Marvel shows on Disney and like Handmaid's Tale and stuff like that. Like I really, I I've been spoiled by the Netflix diet. If there's something I really, really like, I want to watch as much of it as I can in one sitting. 
So, and I love doing that with My Hero Academia. Yeah, I agree. I watched a few episodes of it. Um, I really, like, My Hero is one of the shows that I just, I don't want to watch subbed. I want to watch it dubbed. I think mm -hmm. all, all my, I mean, all the voice actors are fantastic, but just All Might's voice in English, mm -hmm. I, I will die on this hill. <laughs> I love it. Ho, ho, ho. 100% better than the Japanese voice actor. And I don't well, dude, it's so, because it's so over the top. It's yeah. what I want a fucking just, it's what I want just some bullshit Superman ass hero to sound like. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I want it to be so ridiculous and over the top. And like he, I, I want to feel like this motherfucker, like if he's coming into talking like that, we're, we're so safe. We are beyond safe. Right. Cause he's here. Chris. <laughs> goddamn right. He is. You uh, goddamn why GDR code. <laughs> and of course we came with the two movies. We had two heroes and we had, uh, -huh. uh heroes rising, which I, I realize now, as I look at the title, I just titled mm -hmm. my hero academia, two heroes. I just put two mm -hmm. heroes. With <laughs> I'll definitely have to go update that because I'm sure nobody knows even what that is. Uh, but you know, yeah. that's the things we learn on this podcast. Uh, no, absolutely, <laughs> we're, just, we're just making our way through our first year of a podcast infancy, if you will. Um, yep, and, and like we said, we keep it casual, we keep it candid. You know, we're not here for the production value, man. Like we're not, we're just here to just drink beer and shoot the shit. That is right, Chris. Um, but those two movies were actually like. Maybe some of my favorite, um, how do I put it, like animated films based on a show, I guess? Uh, yeah, like, like top, a lot of times when you have an anime series and you have movies associated with it, very rarely are they like canonical. And if they are canonical, they're, they're like super squeezed in there um, or they're just side stories, right? Um, I think this does a really, really good job. And I think, that, Cody, I think where you're going with that is because they do such, or at least maybe not in the first one, but definitely in the second one. I feel like you see progression from a storytelling standpoint, but just what they nail in the second one is that like they do a such a great job. Like this, the show has such a massive, diverse cast, and they're all unique. And this movie, this movie, this hour and thirty minute movie does a great job of showcasing how just diverse this cast is. And to me, that is beyond impressive. Would you almost say it's plus ultra, Chris? <laughs> it's, oh man, it has gone beyond. It is plus ultra. Now, I will, sure. I will say I do like the first movie better. You just uh, like the All Might pose. You know you I love like, that. You like when he fucking, chet, I, honestly, fucking Lex Luger chest out. Dude, it's the greatest pose probably in anime history. 100%. I will say this though, we get the hardest fucking hit in anime history. Oh, what we old get? Random side dude just gets dude, fucking fucking deleted, delete, <laughs> delete, delete. He's out of here. Like you watch him glitch out. He gets hit so <laughs> no reason hard. for him to even get hit that hard. He was just like, oh my god, just minded well, he his laid own, hands on a woman and minded his own not business. <laughs> that could just laid his ass out. Dude, he fucking turned that dude inside out, hit him so hard. But my God, I think like I feel like he came off the TV and crashed through my coffee table. He got hit so hard. <laughs> yeah, and I think both those moments are like two of the most incredible anime anime moments, at least in the last, I probably just ever. Mm -hmm. Like the pose are like yeah. Bakugo and Deku hitting the double like one for all. Mm -hmm. I, I'm all in. Um, but I really think uh, the most. 
uh, impactful moment of the show, which I think was why it took us so long to like get into the show, is we didn't get to the point where like All Might hits him with the when they're at um. Fuck, oh, Chris. What's the training facility called? Oh, the the HJS or whatever it is. SJ. Uh, oh, yeah. Whatever the hell it's called. You know what I'm talking about. But when we hit oh, someone, like, you might have heard these words, but let me show you what they mean. Yep. Dude. Let's fucking have it. Dude. That might be, like, my favorite anime moment. And, like, My Hero isn't my favorite show. Not by a long shot. I do enjoy it very much so. But, like, that moment, I, I mean, just even talking about it gives me chills, though, dude. Like... Well, you love the when you see the fucking lasers start going, dude. Oh you're God. just like, oh, someone's dead. Someone's yeah. fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lasers start going. I'm all in. I'm fucking nose to the screen. <laughs> like, that's right. Well, uh, and also too, we get season three is well. A, it's my favorite. It's hands down my favorite season because we, we're introduced to my favorite character. Um, one of my not just my favorite character in the show, one of my favorite anime characters, object of all time. I love the design. I love his attitude. I just love everything about um, Mirio. And we get just such a great story. So many like I, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it, man. Like when he sacri- loses his quirk to like you know to be like a true hero, and then we get the uh, then we get the the student performance where we actually get to see Aerie come out of her like break apart from this darkness that's kept her down just because she's lived such an abusive life. And you get the moment where like, you know, Mario's like, he sees it happen and like, you know, he starts crying and he's like, Oh, Deku, you know, master, I wish you were here to see this. She's smiling. And like, you realize that he literally sacrificed everything to accomplish what he said he was going to do to be a real hero. And it just, it just fucking gets me every single time, every time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but with all that my hero talk being said, Chris, then we mm-hmm. went to a to some classics. Um obviously this was I think you had suggested this. It might have only took one poll to get Vampire Hunter D. It did not take long. That's right. Right sure. into the driver's seat. Um so I, I guess I'll let you start with this one. We'll talk about Vampire Hunter D the original. Um well, this this one like Eight Man After Man, like this was one that same weekend where like I, I became a man and I I really got into anime the first time and obviously I love, you know, as I got older I realized that oh man this is uh, um, Yoshitaka Amano, same guy who does the art for Final Fantasy, so you get these really great uh great uh character designs and also too like as as a kid I loved Castlevania. There was a lot of like, you know, it reminded me a lot of like Castlevania with like the the vampires, the vampire hunters, the monsters, Dracula, the where you know, I still love that scene in the beginning where Magnus Lee introduces himself to Doris and he kind of like comes off he's got the cape spread out and like you see like the wind going through it and then it kind of fades to black and all you see is his silhouette like that's such a greatly animated scene. Like I love that scene. I would love to have that as like a print on my wall. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're introduced to some really cool characters, really great takes. Now, granted, and also we got the best fucking karaoke jam outro of all time. But, <laughs> but like, I, I don't, I don't think it stood up as well, um, especially after the, because I hadn't. It's so funny because I, had, I hadn't seen Vampire Hunter D as like as recently as I had seen Bloodlust. Like, I watched Bloodlust a lot. It is a good movie. Whether I watched the whole thing or not, um, 
you know, because again, this falls, Bloodlust falls into that category of shit that I'm still, that it was like, this, it doesn't get much better than this. This is, this is it. I can watch this anytime. And like, I often will just, like, if I'm taking a shit and I just need to kill like five minutes, I'll just pull up on YouTube the Marcus Brothers intro scene, right? Like, <laughs> I love that fucking scene. But, you know, we'll get to that in a second. But, um, like, I just feel like the original, I said all that to say this, I, I feel like the original Vampire Hunter D might not have aged as well. And I, I think it's better to look at, you know, better observed through rose colored lenses. Yeah, I agree. Um, it did have its its moments, um, but just mm-hmm. bloodlust is just. I mean, it's leagues above. <laughs> dude, not, bloodlust not, is not a very close race there. Dude, uh, bloodlust is such a fucking good movie, and it's still great for a twenty year old movie. Yeah, absolutely, and I can see why it's so beloved. Um, I definitely really enjoyed. Uh, Unfortunately, it's just got it's just competing with some greats up up towards the top ten mm-hmm. of my list. Um, yeah, Bloodlust is still number one on my list, and especially like after I watched it, I was like, man, that's a movie like much like Metropolis. It's a movie after I watch it, I'm just like, man, what a ride! Mm-hmm. That was awesome, and like I think just Bloodlust is one of those more like Metropolis is just a masterpiece, right? Like it's a work of art. But it's something you want to sit down and watch and just look at everything on the screen that's happening and just like uh, just just really just immerse yourself in this beautiful world that they've created. Vampire Hunter D is like it's fucking cocaine the anime, man. It is just a fucking <laughs> just a nonstop ride. And you want to just like you want to just fucking party along with it and it's also one that you can throw on for background noise and like pop like turn your head and watch a scene and be like holy shit that was awesome right like again the marcus brother when they introduced the marcus brothers in the movie i'm like dude that is my favorite fucking part in that movie like <laughs> borgoff pulls out the fucking arrows and he's like it's fucking he's like locked and loaded he just fucking just rains down just fucking monster death on these zombies dude Oh yeah, with the and then heat, you get to with see, the heat-seeking like, arrows, <laughs> dude. Then you get to see like all of them like kind of showcase their thing. You know, obviously big guys with hammers fucking suck. So you get like he's probably the worst character, and I love the fact that like <laughs> you message me like you're like that guy sucks. I hope I, I hope he's not around long. And then like I'm like, oh boy, are you in luck? Because he does not live long in that movie. Well, because his voice was so, like, low. Like, you couldn't even hear him over the music. And it could have yeah, just been, like, a bad audio mix. Obviously, we're watching on YouTube. No, um, his voice is just low. He's just... Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck did you just say? Well, he took an L moments later. Uh, <laughs> Dude, he took a hard fucking L, like, very quickly in that movie, which is fine. And I think they knew it, too. They're like, big guys with hammers suck, but we have to have it for, you know, just for the sake of the trope. Right. Now, of course... With those classics behind us, Chris. Then we moved on to something that we actually, I think you nominated as just like a, a throw-in because we were kind of it was one of those times where we were making a pull-up on the fly. Oh no! And you oh, threw no. in Cannon Buster. Now I, I apologize profusely. Now before we get like to the to the you know to the the Kickstarter drama and all that stuff, um, mm-hmm. the show that was I, more interesting than the show, by the way. One hundred percent, yeah. Well, like the show, I thought I thought the first episode was pretty good. And no, even it, with the cannibals, like the first couple episodes were really, really good. I'm yeah. like, okay, we got fucking a cannibal family. We got some Judge Dredd wasteland shit yeah, going it, on it, here. Some Mad Max stuff. It was cool until Robot Girl fell asleep, and then like she's dreaming of this magical kingdom. I'm like, what? What are we? Wait a, wait a goddamn minute! What is this? 
And then it's like not a dream, but it is a dream, but like it actually matters. I'm like, why, why can't we just have this nice Cowboy Bebop Trigun ripoff? <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. But I'll tell you what, though. I think the more I think about it, I might actually think of all of those shows. I think Cannon Busters might have the best intro. I think Cannon Busters... Uh, fight me on this one. I'm going to die on this hill, Cody. I think Cannon Busters intro is better than Cowboy Bebop's intro. Ooh, Chris, I don't... Yeah. You're walking on. Tank is classic. That's classic. That is a classic I, I, song. I do... I mean, you know, th- when Cannon Busters got chosen, or was getting voted for, I remember that one guy messaged us. I apologize. I can't remember your name this far back. Uh, but I remember he was messaging me. He's like... That intro is, like, insanely good. Um, and I remember I listened to it that day, and I was like, wow, that actually is, like... He did, yeah, say, it, he did say it was kind of like a rip-off well, Rihanna, but, it like, it's yeah, very it good a, single. Or like yeah, singing. and it took me a minute. I was like, I was just so, like, meh, it's, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> meh, it's fine. But, like, as more episodes got in, like, I'm bopping my head. I'm, like, singing to it, and I'm just... You know, just just boogieing on down, and I'm like, I was like, I actually really, really like this song, and I was like, this is really getting me hyped to watch this. But at some point, the show must start, and uh, it immediately was like, oh, I just want to get back to the intro. But thankfully, the outro was really good too. So, you know, much like Seven Deadly Sins, we have nothing but amazing intros and amazing outros, but we got just a just just a pile of just a fucking cow patty stuck between. You got the best bread in the world, Cody. You like sandwiches. Oh yeah. What's the best kind of bread to put a sandwich on? Like a sub roll with maybe a little bit of crust to it, like like kind of crispy on the outside, soft and fluffy on the inside, with like hot melty cheese on it. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. That sounds good, doesn't it? That's right, Chris. But if it, what if it was just fucking Lincoln logs of poop on that sandwich <laughs> between those that hot melty cheese and two pieces <laughs> of like just perfect bread? Yep. And like that's. I... I definitely, it definitely had some hope. Like you could see the clearly influenced by other shows, but I was interested mm-hmm. for it a little bit, and then like, well, then it, reality set in that like the lead, the the main character you can't kill. Yeah, which like in like it's a cool concept, but there's never any fear at all. There's no uh, peril. There's no stakes. The stakes granted, are I, so medium. I can't stand it. I honestly didn't think there's. It's another Seven Deadly Sins thing here. Like I, I never feel any danger for the Seven Deadly Sins game. Like, nope, not a single one. You guys are going to beat this enemy, one. and they're probably going to become your best friend and help you beat the next one. So, That sounds about right. Um, but yeah, and then of course we have the Kickstarter drama with Cannon Busters where like the creator still hasn't Took finished. the money and ran. Took the dog. money, ran, and then made another show called Yasuke or whatever it is, which like, mm-hmm. it looks so cool. And it's like something I would totally watch, but I'm just not, I, it's, you it's know. It's a principal thing at this point. Yeah, it's one of those like you know you, you got to vote with your actions and like this guy did a shitty thing. Yeah. Now, now when he gives these people what they paid for, but who supported him? Yeah. You know. And like, like the the whole thing was like people were just now getting like the pilot DVD. It's like get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah, it's like you got this show. They they literally carried you, and then you get your deal with Netflix, and then you kind of just go. uh and then you like delete your mm-hmm. Twitter. Like when anybody deletes their Twitter, there is never a good reason, unless they're taking like a Correct. break from social media. You don't go <laughs> like you don't make a Kickstarter that's successful and you get you get big off of it, and then delete your Twitter. They're, like there's, <laughs> you know, you fucked up. Like you just own up for it. Like yeah, it's uh it's what you would call a mess. 
Absolutely. Um, and the show didn't finish. Like, it's like the show, yeah. like, and it wasn't even like a good build up. Like the villain, I didn't even care about the villain. Like it was just like, oh, I didn't give a shit. I cared about all the other villains. Shit. I cared about the cannibal family. That was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, just like yeah, it was just the one shot villains. I think were way better. Yeah, which is weird. Like, mm-hmm. like the villain they're building up. I'm like, I don't care. He like kills like this old king guy who I don't care about either. And I'm like, mm-hmm. don't care, don't care, don't care. All right, cool. Um, yep. None and, of this matters. That's right. Um, then Chris, another one of those surprises that I did not expect to be nearly as good as it was. Of course, I'm talking about season one of The Promised Neverland. Oh my god, Chris, this had me hooked like Death Note the first time I saw it. I was dude. <laughs> like Fuck. I remember watching it and I was like I can't text you cuz I don't want to like you know I don't want to spoil it but I'm like I'm like this is fantastic like oh my god <laughs> absolutely absolutely absurdly insane um this is another one that I just I fell in love with so fast like this was one that you know, my wife sat down and watched with me, and we were both just like, oh man, what a great story. And I love, you know, yes, I know there's a season two. I almost, I, this I, I this is almost one where, like, I almost want to hard put my foot down, because I don't want to watch it, because I don't want to ruin this perfect, perfect, perfect story that I was told. Yeah, I Because... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, like, I just... I love I love that they dropped us into this world, kind of gave us some hints about how we got to this point, and then they they drop us out. Kids get away. I don't want to know what happens. I don't know. I don't want to know what's in the outside world. I want to be able to speculate of has the world been destroyed? Are there pockets of resistance? Is the world fine? And people just like you know what I I don't know, and I want to not know. I want there to be so much mystery. I want to never find the person who put this stuff in the books. I love what I was given. This slice, this slice of this world that kind of tells me a little bit about what happened and just opens it up for anything, all the possibilities. That's it. That's all I want. I don't need anything else. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't really put it better myself. I mean, just... A show that I underestimated for sure. Um, I had heard like a lot of like you know just random like you know just in, oh, let's say influencers influ- influencers excuse me for lack of a better term mm-hmm. um, mentioned this as like a good starter anime. I was just like eh, I, don't know. I, mm-hmm. I was like Death Note, Death Note, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. But then it's like, and then you get one episode in, and you're like. Hold the fuck on. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait a goddamn minute, Johnson. Maybe, maybe this guy, these guys that are suggesting this actually know what the what they're talking about. This is actually pretty mm-hmm. damn good. Um, obviously, we have not covered the second season. Um, eventually, we're gonna have to get to that point. But you know, man, I still don't think it can be as bad as Seven Deadly. I mean, and that's fair, right? That's the only thing that keeps me going. But like, I I just I don't want to know what happens to these. <laughs> kids like i just i think this was so perfect and that's why it's it's going to be written and you know what it's number one on my my tv show list and it's gonna stay there for a long time like 
this is one of those ones that if I'd have watched this 20 years ago, it would have changed my life. Chris. Like, this is so insane. From, like, so, like, we usually record on Tuesdays, obviously, today being a Monday, because we kind of changed our mm-hmm. schedule. In between mm-hmm. the two Tuesdays, I was on my third watch through. It's so fucking good. I had watched the first five episodes, like, four or five times at that I was literally just mm-hmm. like, this is fantastic. Like, couldn't get enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nuts. Man. Like, beyond nuts. Uh, and then, uh, with with all that, all the all the good talk, you know, we, we still have some more good stuff. Uh, we're not going to talk about Seven Deadly Sins anymore, because that's the last thing we covered. But we are going to talk about Jinro, the Wolf Brigade. Yeah. You know, we're coming down the home stretch, and it was awesome that, like, you know, this this finally got nominated, because I've been talking about this one for a while. Like, I really, this is another one I really, really like. I, Again, being a sucker for history, I'm an even bigger sucker for, like, alternate histories. Um. I love, again, kind of going back to World War II, because that's where, you know, kind of the divergent point for this movie is. I love realizing how, how just how easily the world could have been different around the 1940s because of World War II. I feel like there were, like, you know, every time I watch a documentary or, you know, something or read about it, I realize just, how close we were to losing on many occasions. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it, and, and I love that, you know, you know, like the sixties and beyond, like people kind of took that to heart and realized that there's some great storytelling that could be done here. Again, I like that. My favorite book of all time, favorite novel of all time is man in the high castle. I, I love alternate world war two things. And, and this is kind of that, but like it, it kind of it's a little bit further on, but like the 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 Japan changed due to the outcome of World War Two, which in in the case of this, like they won, but there was some social unrest after the war, and it just kind of snowballed into what we got with just economic just failure, police state, people just trying to like just basically they're they're protesting, they're fighting for their rights to party. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, you can clearly see the inspirations that came from this show, um, and and all kinds of media. Obviously, our our, our game kill zone. You know, they took this armor clear as day. Oh man. Um, but man, I, like, and this is like a, it's not a very like, you know, it's not a happy story. This is pretty no very like a a sad sort of like I always compare it to yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Sad boy story for sure. Yeah, I compare the ending very much to Romeo and Juliet. Um. Mm-hmm. The triple crossing, the you know, I mean, it's just so good. Like, really is good. Uh, the animation aged very well, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, voice, I concur. Voice acting was great. Mm-hmm. And then, Chris, we got to talk about Elang the Wolf Brigade. Uh, obviously, being a, a new twist on it, you know, this one taking mm-hmm. place um, between the two Koreas. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. I loved the live-action version of this. Chris, I, I, I've watched this movie like two nights ago again. Dude, like, the, the last 10 minutes, just pretend that shit doesn't exist. Or maybe the last 20 minutes. Yeah. But man, up to that point, top shelf. I literally enjoyed this more than the anime until the last, until it got yes. to like the end of the anime and then it changed. And it's like, yeah, man, you were, and I, I, it was so much more what? emotional. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I don't mean to like interrupt or talk oh, over. Oh no, please go ahead. But like, like, their their characters are literally crying. Um, I'm trying to think a 
of the characters' names, which I know I butchered the... Well, in Japan, it was... I don't remember there in the live I know it was Busei, and we'll just call her the, 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 the Red Riding Hood. Yeah, and I mean, I, I couldn't pronounce... Oh, sorry, I muted myself. I couldn't oh, pronounce sorry. those Korean names if I tried. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, like we, we continue to refer to him as Fusei. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he's crying, she's crying, and you're like, man, it's just so much more emotional. Like, there's something that anime can capture in certain ways mm-hmm. um, that you can't capture in a movie and vice versa. And, th- like, this mm-hmm. emotional scene just hits so much harder on the on the live action, and then they, like, he doesn't pull the trigger. Like, and it's like... Like I was just like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it, and they fucking did it. And then they throw in like a the the fight scene against the other his general dude, and I'm just like, what? And then like no, everybody lives, and I'm like, oh, no, dude, <laughs> not happy about it at all, Cody, at all. It just just the put, worst put a sour taste in the mouth. It's definitely for sure. Um, I guess we can we can kind of just dive right into our rankings and our re-rankings here. Um, mm-hmm. We'll start off with the easy one, of course, Chris. That being our our live action films, um, which I think we both have the same. I have Illing, The Wolf Brigade at the top, Death Note at number two. Yep, same. Nothing. Same. I think that's going to be a hard. That's going to be really really hard to top uh, Wolf Brigade because that was very very good. Absolutely. Um, so I think those are pretty much just set in stone. Um, mm-hmm. Now moving on to the actual anime ranking, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that you see that you would like to to change here? Anything? Um, are we? Ta- I guess we're talking shows first or movies. We'll do shows first, I guess, because we have technically one more. We have fourteen movies and thirteen shows. We'll do we'll do the shows first, I guess. Um, I think as far as shows go, man, mine's really really hard because I've got I've got Cannon Busters at the bottom because I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. Um. Honestly, I don't know if mine's going to change at all. Okay. Um, and there's I nothing might, wrong if with anything, that. If anything, I might put Helsing Ultimate above Cowboy Bebop. I might switch those two around. Really? Um, Because, wow. again, the more, the, more de- the more I see and the more detached I come from Bebop, the less good I think it is. And, I don't, and that's not saying that I think it's bad. Like, it is not even close to being <laughs> yeah. bad. It is still s plus tier anime mm-hmm. but the older i get the more story i want i want i i i don't necessarily want to watch like a monster of the week with a uh, a very paper thin overarching big bad mm-hmm. if we're going to do that formula you know interject more of the big bad into the story right mm-hmm. um but I think Helsing. I think Helsing just told a better narrative throughout their entire show, and that's why I'm going to switch those two. Yeah, we're going to move Helsing up and Bebop down one. But other than that, my list is pretty ironclad. Okay, quick change. Give me just a second here. So I have a couple here. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Let me copy pasta this real quick. Okay. The old copy pasta. Oh, I think I fucked that. Oh no, we're good. We're oh, good. No, we got it. We got it. Ruined your entire list. That's all right. We got it. We got it. It's all good. Um, so first thing I'm going to do mm-hmm. is I'm going to move Helsing Ultimate up. <laughs> I'm going to mm-hmm. put Helsing Ultimate at my new number six and move up one slot. Nice. Japan Sinks is going to get bumped down to the number seven spot. Okay. Okay. Um, I think Japan Sinks was crazy. 
Uh, mm-hmm. The animation was very unique, very cool. I enjoyed the story as, as kind of, you know, off the wall as it was at times. Um, mm-hmm. Although it did, I wish the death stuff didn't get so predictable. Because, um, like, you would, you could just tell, like, oh, okay, you're dying to sacrifice yourself for this mm-hmm. thing that we need to, you know, keep moving forward. Um, but I still really did enjoy it. Um, so I'm going to put Helsing Ultimate as my new number six, Japan Sinks as the new number seven. Mm-hmm. I'm then also going to move Blood of Zeus down. Um, <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. the easiest way to put this, I'm putting Seven Deadly Sins down to number 11. Samurai Champloo is moving oh, up. Hard. Blood of Zeus is moving down to be my okay. new number 10. So Blood of Zeus is going to be the new number 10. Samurai Champloo will be the new number question mark i, think I can that, respect that. that sounds right i think i'll definitely have to retype this whole thing so from the top to the bottom i'll have death note promise neverland cowboy bebop castlevania my hero academia helsing ultimate where am i at on my list shit you've just lost you've just lost yourself lost myself afro samurai samurai shampoo blood of zeus seven deadly sins helsing original and then Kenny. So I moved quite a few things around. Not not big, no big jumps or anything. No, we're not putting Cannon Busters in the top three. But um, no. definitely a few little moves that I think, as I've had some time to think about it, and I guess we didn't actually rank Seven Deadly Sins last week because we were supposed to kind of like update our rankings. Ugh. Mine's not moving. Yeah, it's moving down, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's about if it. anything, it would move down. But I, th- I think season one is strong enough to like really, like they're, they're dangling on the side of a cliff but thankfully the the core strength and upper body strength of season one is so strong and impeccable that they're never gonna fall that's fair that's fair Um, but they're not gonna get any higher (laughs) their their legs are just dead weight that's right now moving on to our animated movie ranking chris um Mm -hmm. anything here that you might want to move around anything you want to change are you are you content with this uh, yes, actually. Um, I think the more I talk about it, um, I want to move Eight Man After up pretty high. Like, I think Eight Man After might actually be my number. We're gonna move Eight Man After. Um, well, let me let's start this. So we're gonna move Knocking on Heaven's Door up one. So that'll be number four. Just switch that in Heroes Rising. Okay, got that. And then I want to move Eight Man After above that. Okay, so Eight Man After will be. Yep, so it'll go Eight Man After, Knocking on Heaven's Door, then Heroes Rising, and then okay. the rest is the same. Okay. I think that's fair. I took the long way to get there, but that's what I want. And like, it's so, like the more I talk about Eight Man After, especially when we look at the other ones from that crop that we've watched, this is head and shoulders better than the rest of them. Mm hmm. Um, I think. What I actually want to move up. Anything I really want to move up. I think it's going to be... I think I'm going to switch Metropolis and put Metropolis at number four. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's taking the spot of Ponyo, bumping eight-man after down one, Ponyo down one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, just because I think it's just a work of art. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think I'm actually going to move General of the Wolf Brigade. Uh, there. I think I might put General as my new number 
eight. It's mm-hmm. gonna go below vamp or below my hero two heroes and above Vampire mm-hmm. Hunter D Bloodlust. Okay. I okay. think in general I just dude that story just the more I watch it, the more I enjoy. Honestly. It's a great story, right? Yeah, like I and I'm of course that's the one I had to watch while I was like mid moving, mid packing everything. So like, Oh of course. You know, I, I couldn't really enjoy it fully. Like I couldn't like physically sit down like <laughs> my bed was literally being packed up as i was watching it uh, <laughs> but it's just dude the live action the anime i it's just great um it's definitely something that's worth a, a second a third watch because it is starts off a little top heavy kind of kind of confusing at the beginning um well i think it like it needs a second and third watch honestly yeah i agree i absolutely agree um yeah, I think that's all the ranking changes I have to make. Move some mm-hmm. things around. Um, and yeah, Chris, that is that is a year of what we've watched. Um, now, next thing up on our on our agenda here mm-hmm. is we're going to talk about. I guess do you want to start with anime or movies or things that we want to that we didn't get to cover this year that we might want to cover next year. Well, well, we can go we can go movies. I think I think there's uh, quite a few out there. Okay. Um, um, I will let you. Uh, we'll just go one at a time, back and forth. So I'll let you go first. Sure. And actually, one of mine is both. Actually, one of yours um, is both. Now you got me yeah, confused. Now uh, I'm intrigued, um, Chris. Yeah. Um, Ranma one half. Um, it's a show with a with a few movies and a lot of OAV. I mean, it's a big or OVAs. It's a big. It's a big series. So it's a massive undertaking, mm-hmm. which is why I never wanted to nominate it because it would have kept us busy for a couple months, probably maybe longer. Um, that would be one we'd have to break up. But Cody, these are some of my most beloved characters, and it's it has fan service. But the fan service is done in a way that, like, you know, maybe it, maybe the times have changed and fan service is just weird. But, like, the fan service was very much in tune to the characters. It wasn't over the top for the sake of being over the top. It was over the top because the characters just didn't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like, like the fan service was because the characters didn't know. Like, the main character without kind of getting spoilery, he, he's training with his dad in a hot springs when he, he, and while they're training, he falls into the hot spring and each hot spring has like this kind of mystical thing that happens. Well, it turns him into a girl. So whenever he gets hit with hot water, he turns into a girl. You hit him with cold water. He turns back to a, a boy. So you can needless to say, you can kind of picture the hijinks that happen. Well, there's this one character who fucking hates his guts as a boy, like fucking eternal rivals, like wants to just beat the fuck out of him when he sees him, but is in love with him as a girl, like wants to marry this person, (laughs) has no fucking idea it's the same person. And they go out of their way. And sometimes they tell him, it's like, I'm the same person. And he's like, oh, you're just being silly. There's no way you can be in in, in league with that fucking clown. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it's so funny. And, like, that's the kind of fan service that's in the show. That, like, it's because the characters just don't know. And you, the viewer, do. But, like, these characters are great. The fight scenes are great. The movies are fantastic. It's another one that has a robust cast that they all get chances to you know 
shine and be the hero and do all kinds of things. But Ronma One Half is one that I would absolutely love to cover. It's one of my all time favorites. Love that, Chris. I know. I think, and that's movie and series. Yeah, so. I do remember you bringing Ronma One Half up when we were talking about like the decades of anime on a, a yep. very early episode. Um, yep. I think my first pick for a movie that I would want to mm-hmm. that I want to cover on the podcast is actually like one of the first ones that I watched over and over again as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's actually Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, great movie. Obviously, great being movie. a Studio Ghibli film, you know, it's highly regarded. Mm-hmm. All you know, the whole nine. Um, but it's one that I family video here in. Like in Missouri, at least I don't know if there's a family video anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, kind probably of, not. Kind of when Blockbuster and all that shut down, most of the family videos mm-hmm. shut down. Um, but they had free. You could get like two or three kids movies for free, uh, as oh, long as you yeah. got like one rental as an adult. So me and my dad would go there every Friday. Uh, and Kiki's delivery, I I would literally take that every single week. I'd like nice. pick that, and then I'd pick like one or two more. But like that mm-hmm. was just a snap take. That was the one. Yeah, and I, I definitely want to cover that on the show. Um, it's just the one, probably the first anime film I might have ever saw outside of like you know yeah. the Pokemon movies and like some Dragon Ball Z stuff. But mm-hmm. it just has a has a very special place in my heart. Um, and we'll do mm-hmm. we'll do three of each of these. So, yep. give me another anime movie you want to cover on the cast. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, we'll go movie just because I did I did a show and a movie first. So next movie I'd like to cover is actually it's one I nominated. Um, and it's another one that has kind of a a, a deep rooted like history with me, and that's Lensman. Mm-hmm. Um, Lensman is another one from that crop that I do think still stands up. I think it's on equal footing as Eight Man After. It's just a great sprawling sci-fi, just epic, um, absolutely fantastic. Based on novels, by the way. So like I real, think that's like one I would like real novels, not just like a manga. Yeah, right? like real, like I want to say even like I want to say they're. They might actually be American sci-fi novels, honestly. Really? Um Yeah, I'd, I'd have to do some research, but I, I think they might actually be American. But um, that's one I was really, really hoping it won the nomination that week. But I think it was, I, I put it up against Jinro as well, so I wasn't upset either way. I won either way. Yeah. Um, kind of, yeah, that's kind the, of a win-win that's the situation there. <laughs> it was, but that's one I definitely want to cover. Let's see here. Um, for my next one, it's going to be my favorite animated film of all time. Um, mm-hmm. I believe I nominated it very early, mm-hmm. uh, and that's going to be Your Name. Yeah. Uh, this is, <laughs> I mean, far and away my favorite animated film. Mm-hmm. Uh, just absolutely fantastic story. Just mm-hmm. grabs, pulls on the heartstrings, you know, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. My favorite animated soundtrack probably ever. Um, mm-hmm. both, both versions of it. I mean, dude, I saw this movie in theaters. I don't even know how many times, probably like, it was like four times in one week. Oh, and it nice. was great. Cause like the first time I saw it, it was subbed. And the second time I saw it, it was dubbed. And like, it was like mm-hmm. every theater we went to had like an alternating one. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, so it's something I got to experience, you know, multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. it absolutely is far and away my favorite animated film of all time. And it's something that definitely that will be getting nominated this Love it. All right. One more. And then my, you, Chris, uh, yeah. I guess my last movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one that I, I just, I, I guess I'm kind of floored we haven't covered it yet because it's just an all-time classic. Fucking Akira. Oh yeah, that almost like won. A, that almost won a poll a long time ago, I believe. Like I feel like I feel like I, I I can't believe we've gotten through the entire year without covering Akira. Like that's a staple. That's mm-hmm. like. 
That's like having beer in your fridge. Like having cheese in your fridge. Or like having fucking, I don't know, ketchup. You know, like, it's it's like it's such a staple that, like, I'm, so, I'm really, really surprised we haven't covered or just, like, made the executive decision. But, like, no, we're fucking doing Akira this week. That might be something we have to do because, like, it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing movie. Yeah, I think we'll definitely have to start throwing up some 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 more heavy hitters because you know we yeah. usually we take it a little lighter because um, mm-hmm. we don't like if we nominate Demon Slayer we know it's just snap win. Oh, it's it's gonna it's gonna clean just fucking get away. Maybe things will change this year. We'll we'll just nominate yeah. bangers you know all year long. Which not we'll not to say that not not to say that most of the shows we've covered are fantastic, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I agree. Now, Chris, my final one. I'm sure you've seen this. I don't mm-hmm. remember much about it, which I'm actually mm-hmm. glad I don't. Um, mm-hmm. But it's one of the it's the first animated film I actually saw on the Sci-Fi Channel, uh, uh-huh. and that is Ninja Scroll. Yeah. Uh, which I believe was a 1993 Ninja Scroll, mm-hmm. um, and I know they have like a an animated series as well. It's not good. Not good. Not the series isn't good. The series is not good. The movie's top shelf. Top shelf. <laughs> well, Chris, we. We clean our plate here on Shonen and such. I know, but I really am. I really do want to watch that film again. It's just it was so long ago, and I don't remember much about it, which is kind of like a a blessing in disguise because then you can re-experience it again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, no, that's fair. But yeah, that's it for my three picks for uh sh- for movies that I want to see. Um, mm-hmm. Now, well, go, go ahead and go right into a show because I did a show as well already. Oh, you did the little double double. I see. Yeah, um, but I had the old the old derble derble action. Where do we start with the shows, man? I think I think a show I want to cover on the podcast mm-hmm. is... Okay, first one's an easy one. Let's do a simple one. Uh, we've nominated mm-hmm. this plenty of times. That's Trigun. Yep. Um, I want to re-experience Trigun. I want to know, you know, like... Because I mean, we've had some, like, some lowering opinions of, like, Samurai Champloo and even Cowboy Bebop a little bit. Um, yeah. not, that, not, not that we don't enjoy them and stuff like that. It's just... I think we just enjoy a lot more, you know, real, like, full-blown story instead of, like, an overarching with, like, a villain of the mm-hmm. week. Um, yep. I want to... I, I miss my boy Vash the Stampede, man. Yep. Me want to see him, and then... Yeah, of course, the movie will cover that as well if it gets nominated. Uh, it's just, it just a classic. It's one of the, the first show I actually watched on Netflix, believe it or not. Was yeah, that was um, awesome. But, yeah. Uh, what about you, Chris? What's your, uh, I guess, your second show? Yep, so my second show is well i had to think about this one for a little bit because there's there's actually quite a few shows um but i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go with the low-hanging fruit but it's another one that's kind of like demon slayer that when if we nominate it it's going to get picked and that's full metal alchemist um specifically brotherhood okay but that's another show that's just pretty perfect right um the original one is good but it's one of those ones that, like, when you saw when you see Brotherhood, you're just like, "Oh my god, that's so much better." Um, it's like it's like having broccoli with cheese whiz on it, and then having like broccoli with like actual fucking melted cheese on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> just they're both good, and you're happy you're having it. But like the other one is so much better than the other. So yeah, yeah Full Metal Alchemist. That's for me. That is a very uh. That is that was gonna be one of my picks, so now let mm-hmm. me. Uh, now I'm out here on skates, Chris. Oh um, man! But uh, I'm gonna go with one that we nominated uh, pretty early on in the podcast. Um, another classic, kind of like Trigun, uh, and that's gonna be Garen Logan. Yeah. 
or Gurren Lagan, however you, you know, pronunciation, their pronunciation, I don't, I don't we're, know. We're just a couple of gringos here, so. That's right. Um, Definitely a show that really caught me off guard the first time I watched it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really just a, a, a timeless classic that I I think everybody should watch. You know, it's on a lot of top mm-hmm. ten anime lists. It's there for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. I just completely enjoy it. The, dude, the voice acting. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Oh, my God. What's the dude's name? Hold on. It's going to make me mad, Chris. I can't think of the name of... <laughs> what You're is so he... bad with the names tonight. Oh, my God. I'll have to pull it up. What does he say? Is it Kamina? I think it's Kamina. Sure. When he hits like the believe in the Kamina that believes in you or whatever he uh, says. Yeah. yeah, it is Kamina. Uh just an awesome character, uh, through and through. Um, but yeah, that that'll be my my second choice. And then my my, my third one, again, this is tough, but I think because I've got one from my younger years, one from my adulthood. I want to go right in the middle of that. Um, And while this is a large sweeping endeavor, should we choose to do it? It's Yu Yu Hakusho. Really? (laughs) Do what? Is it Yu Yu Hakusho? No, 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 no. I fully expected Um, that. Close to again. This is why it was so tough. But this one, it's it'd be such a sweeping endeavor. But I specifically want to watch Gundam Wing again because, like. Gundam Wing was like after school for me. Like it was like I was a freshman in high school. I'd come home, I'd watch fucking Dragon Ball. I'd well, I'd come home and normally I'd have some kind of like practice, uh, basketball, baseball, whatever. But I'd get home, I'd watch Dragon Ball Z. Fuck yeah, I try to remember the order. It was uh Dragon Ball Z reboot, then Gundam Wing. Um, so I would watch those, or like if I had to like study. Like I would, Dragon Ball Z would be on, and my dad would be watching, and he'd be telling me about what was going on. You know what I mean? But regardless, mm-hmm. I would always be done in time to watch Gundam Wing, and I absolutely loved the characters. I didn't know any better. I I I hadn't seen um really, I hadn't really seen or really absorbed uh you know the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, I know there was just a bunch of other side shit. Now there's just so many far superior Gundam stories like uh, what Iron-Blooded Orphans or something like that, which I really want to watch, and I've heard nothing but good things. Um, I specifically want to watch Gundam Wing for the nostalgia. But if we do Gundam Wing, that means we've got to do Gundam. So maybe that's another one that we can break up by series, like, hey, we'll do 0078 this week, then two months later we'll do whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it would be such a massive undertaking. But Gundam Wing is a pure nostalgia pick for me. Like I'm pretty sure it's not good anymore. <laughs> but it's the nostalgia pick for me. I think that's fair. Uh, I've never fully finished any Gundam series ever. So, man, they're they're the drama, man, the drama, the politics. Yeah, it's always it's always been one of those shows or series, I should say, that's just a little overwhelming. Uh, you don't. Oh, if you miss an episode, you're just fucked. <laughs> like there's so many like double crosses, political motivations changing. Like it's like wrestling, dude. You, someone's gonna make a heel turn, and you're like, "By God, I didn't see it coming!" That rattlesnake. God damn it, Char! Char, you <laughs> son of a bitch! Love that. That's uh, sex yeah. Marquis music. Yeah, eventually, we'll definitely be covering at least some Gundam. Um, yeah. Now for my final pick, Chris. This is one that I really watched. I guess it was. 2019 I watched this, and this is mm-hmm. Monster. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Naoki 
Urasawa's monster. Uh, an anime that I didn't expect would be as good as it was. It's kind of one I just threw on one day. Um, it used to be on Netflix mm-hmm. a long time ago. Now it's I just you know when I watched it it was on YouTube, um, which is even more convenient honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little a little backstory on it. Basically, it's like this esteemed brain surgeon. Basically, in the very first episode, he kind of has to make a choice between like this kid that just came in and needs brain surgery, and like I think it's like the governor or the mayor of the town, uh, one of the two, and he kind of he's the the head surgeon and like. Everybody's, you know, all, everybody's like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta save the mayor." And he's mm-hmm. like, "But this kid just came in." Um, it's kind of like just the choice that he makes, and like what, like just a series of like crazy shit that happens to him from making mm-hmm. this this one choice of out of these two out of these two people who to save, basically, because uh, he can only save like one. Um, it is long though; it is seventy four episodes. That's one of those that if we took it on, it's gonna be a you it's know, an it's, undertaking. Yeah. Um, and that's what's tough, right? There's so many we want to watch, but like, you know, and maybe we can pull the, the listeners that like, do you want us to cover like a long one? Like, do you want us to you know, like, I'm not talking like Dragon Ball Z or Naruto <laughs> long, right? which we, we're going to have to do eventually. Yeah. But, once, we, once we finish all the other 26 episodes. In, right, yeah. right. Like we like the shorter bite size because we you know people have attention spans, including myself, that can be measured in fucking nanoseconds. Yeah, I mean, because I think the only show we finished or that we just watched straight up that was long, mm-hmm. uh, was My Hero. Like even Seven Deadly Sins, we were like, all right, we need a break. Let's watch. Yeah, you know, let's no, watch absolutely. a Ghibli film this week. Let's watch uh, this this week. You know? mm-hmm. Um, no, absolutely. And I mean, I, I remember when Yu Yu Hakusho almost won the poll. I was like, holy shit, we have to watch this for twelve yeah. weeks, literally twelve mm-hmm. weeks at least. And I was like, I don't know. It's a commitment. It's, I don't know if we're gonna a, have. It's the... a quarter of a year. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we might have to like just pick a long one and be like, "Hey, guess what? This is year two, year three. Guess what we're doing for the entire year, boys." <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, that is our, our our suggestions for next year. Things that we didn't get to cover this year that we hope to cover next year. Um, but Cody, you know, to wrap things up, what are we gonna start with in year two? Chris, we are gonna be starting off with my choice or one of my choices this week. High School of the Dead. I'm curious. It's fan servicey, which is fine. It's fine. It's fine. But I love a good zombie story, and if you're if you're saying it delivers on that front, I'm all in. It is a great a zombie story. It's the best zombie anime I've ever seen. Not that I've seen too many. Okay. Completely transparent here. Um, but I do. <laughs> Look, really... I've only seen one zombie anime, so <laughs> by default, it is the technically you are correct. Very few here, um, but I do enjoy it. The fan service is just, it's like the comic relief. You know, it's like all the serious stuff, getting, you know, kids are getting eaten. And I'm fine if it's funny. Like, that's the thing I didn't like about, like, in Ranma 1 half, it's funny. Uh, in, um, in fucking Seven Deadly Sins, it's not really that funny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it's funny, I'm like, in, in Great Teacher Onizuka, which is another great one, it's fucking hilarious. Like, I need some of that. It's on that level, and the and the story is interesting enough that like, if even if you can just ignore the fan service, it's it's still a pretty good show. Nice, well, good, and, and, good it, and it's bite size. It's only twelve episodes, so we can do it in one week. We can do it in two. Whatever you want to do. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that will be our first show of the of the new year. I'm in. I'm fine with just doing it all in one. You know, we're, we're, we 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 take big bites here. That's right. I'm fine with that too. So we'll cover all twelve episodes of High School of the Dead this week. 
Um, and yeah, Chris, yep. that that about wraps us up. I know yeah, I, this, is, this might I, be one of our longest episodes. Yes, we're we've been going for a good hour and forty minutes at least. Um, yeah, but you know it's a, it's our year celebration, Chris. I finished all of this Mike's Hard Lemonade. Uh it was it was decent, you know, not as good That's as fair. as a natty light seltzer, but you know. what you really wanted. You got mashed potatoes when you really wanted French fries. It's okay. Yeah, you know, it 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 still got the job done, um, mm-hmm. and it got us through another episode of Shonen and Suds, man. Yeah, I'm Crazy. excited, man. We we covered a lot, and I like how my opinions of anime have kind of changed. And I've, I I love, I guess I really love about this whole thing, Cody, is that I've become more in tuned with something that I really really liked growing up, and that I'd kind of gotten away from, and now I get to rediscover. Um, you know, some of my old favorites and find new favorites that will be lifelong, like Promise Neverland. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Promise I, Neverland might actually be my favorite thing we've done on this show so far, by the way. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't blame you at all because, I mean, it, it blew me away. And I, I, I Phenomenal. Do, Phenomenal. Excuse me, I got the beer burps. But I do like the dynamic we have. Like, like you said, we got like, what, a 12 year age difference, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got to... three decades of anime at four, honestly. Yeah, and you and you show me the old schools, and I show you some of the newer stuff, and it, mm-hmm. it just works. It's just a fun thing that we have. I mean, we started this thing, yeah, just because we were bored during COVID, and yeah, we didn't have now we're much just else to do. It going. Yeah, and we're still yeah. bored during COVID. Yeah, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. <laughs> That's right. Um, but with that being said, guys, uh, just a, a big thank you from from us for all the downloads, all the follows, all the you know the comments, the votes, everything. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Even the one star review who didn't divulge their identity or have the guts to say something, you know, we don't care. You know, right. say, tell us we fucking suck if that's what you want to do. Nothing but, wrong. You know, nothing we, wrong with a dislike. <laughs> yeah, we we definitely appreciate everybody listening. Good, bad, or indifferent. Even if you even if. Look, even if you stopped by just for an episode or two and said, you know what, hey, this isn't for me. I wanted something a little bit more weebish or a little bit more like me. or I, You know what I mean? Um, we just appreciate you listening and giving us a try. You know what I mean? Um, and the fact that we've, you know, you've stuck around for, you know, a year's worth of episodes and there's so much more to cover. Um, and I hope you guys who are listening and, you know, maybe you started listening because you knew one of us. Um and maybe you found a new favorite, or maybe you've gotten into anime and find that you really, really like it. So, you know, if we've been able to kind of, if we've been able to just help you get through 2020, 2021, then we've done our job, you know? Absolutely. And we just do this for fun. It's no you know, shits and giggles, man. We work our day jobs, and then we come back and we watch anime for the show. So, like, it's not like, yeah, it, this is a labor of love. Yeah, it's all it is. I literally finish work at 6 p.m. and I slide my chair over to my other table in my office and I open up my laptop and start recording. So, yeah, I got me going nonstop all day. So, <laughs> here we are. And I do it for you guys because I, and, and yes, I get to enjoy talking about something that I get to watch. And that's what you do. Like, you watch something you like, you want to talk about it. Right? That's kind of what this is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, well, Chris, I don't want to keep you too long from the old wife. Uh, I hope indeed. I hope you crack a couple more of those Bud Lights, and I didn't mean to say old wife. You know, I know. <laughs> the the old ball and chain. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded worse. It's a beer talking. Oh, that's all right. Enjoy a couple more of those Bud Lights for me, and uh, guys, we will see you next week. Uh, covering, of course, yeah. High School of the Dead. If you want to watch it with us, you can find it on Hulu. Yep. Um, and yeah, 
Chris, that's all I got. I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And shot! On Shonen and Suds. Chris, you hit that... You hit that tone again, Chris. It didn't pick up. Oh, I did. That's all right. Oh, well, like my voice kind of squeaked because, like, I'm I'm pretty parched actually. I, I, I my beers run out. Oh no, we'll, we'll have to get you a refill, and uh, we'll see you guys. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed.